gaps, criticizes paternalism in medical practice, and challenges the use of utilitarianism as the moral foundation for public health policy, does not qualify as a hate group. Which is tied to legal ramifications now for speech. Do you see what I'm saying? This is so incredibly wrong and and so incredibly bad for the future of a democratic society. And so, yeah, that's the point in the larger context. This guy is just one person. He just so happens to have the credentials of a Mr. Vaccine. He's been deeply tied to it his entire career. But in the larger picture, you've got Google coming out in February 2019 saying they're going to be restricting and de-promoting. They're going to bury topics that concern science, topics that concern history, uh, definitely with an eye to vaccines. And that corresponds heavily with some of the foremost billionaires, Bill Gates among them, who've made public statements about how, oh, they're so concerned about the speech that's online and all the influence. We know now it's amplified on social media, like Facebook, uh, other forms of social media. That basically these little grassroots unfunded people are having on the debate that they recommend clever and smart ways of restricting that speech. And it's not just vaccines. They want to restrict speech across the board on GMOs. They don't oh, want yeah. anti-GMO activists. No, oh, seriously, you got to see here. One more clip. One more clip. A lot of debate about, well, then what's the responsibility of the network to expose people to different points of view or filter out things that are wrong and you know, what is hate speech? What is so anti-scientific that it shouldn't be out there? You know, our foundation's involved in crop work around GMOs. And if you look up, there's way more stuff that's against them, uh, you know, honestly, non-scientifically, than there is for them. And that imbalance that the antis, you know, are responding not to the science, but something about... Uh, the world changing or not some lack of trust. Uh, you know, how can we make this tool work work the other way or at least offset that? I think there's room for, for more creativity here. So that's Bill Gates talking about how the anti-science faction has too much of a voice online. And he specifically mentions being against GMOs. So if you think they're going to stop by by shutting down anti-vaccine speech, oh, no, 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 not even remotely close. I'm pretty sure GMO activists are probably going to be next. They've probably got a whole list. But it's and, everything. You can't question news events. You can't com- question government events. actions. Nope. Uh, all kinds of stuff. And to his credit, Fareed Zakaria, despite being tied heavily to the establishment and attendee at Bilderberg meetings, he does ask Bill Gates, well, what about your influence? Isn't that a little, I know, you know, I... heavy? Do you think it's it's fair that you as an individual uh, have as much influence as you have? And Bill Gates is like, well, it is kind of a strange phenomenon he, in history he... that billionaires are now single-handedly or as a hand of a group of a few very small few individuals are able to sway the entire debate and, and trying to sway the entire debate of the entire internet, the entire online the entire social world. media structure, but grassroots people with no political power. Well, those 500 anti-vaccine websites, those Facebook <laughs> groups, that's really what's destroying the conversation. That's what's making it impossible to have good public policy. 
give me a break. That's people's free speech. They not only have the right to express themselves, but that is what is right in the universe to speak up and stand up for the things that are so wrong that are going on and being buried by institutions with unbelievable gravity and power. No way are any of these institutions of vested interests going to call out their own flaws and shortcomings. That's why we have public debates, so people can point out the pitfalls and rational, ordinary people can weigh both sides and make a decision of what they're going to put in their bodies and what they're going to stand for and put up with in this society. That's what it's all about, and they're trying to shut it down and silence those voices, and it couldn't be more wrong, no matter what your stance is on vaccines or any of the rest of Watch Bill Gates smile and stutter his way through the answer to Fareed Sakaria's question. Do you think it's, it's fair that you as an individual uh, have as much influence as you have? No, it's kind of strange that uh, uh, you know, people who are super successful uh, often have more influence. Uh, now... You know, if you have that, hopefully you try and use it not just to increase your net worth or your uh, glory, but for broader causes. But yeah, it is an unusual system uh, that uh, very successful people have, have more influence. So you're telling me billionaires who have, he admits he gave away at least $40 billion to the causes that he wants to promote and fund. How much money have you given away? Um, well, well over $40 billion. Well, well over $40 billion. Which is, among other things, genetically modified foods and vaccines. And that's just a, a fraction of the things that that guy is funding. He's trying to act like he's threatened by like a few people's Facebook 500 websites. The anti-vaccine lobby owns the internet right now, but by some estimates, 500 anti-vaccine websites. 500 websites? There are millions upon millions of websites that exist. 500 is a fraction. It is a drop in the bucket of how many websites exist. Why are these people so completely threatened by the average person's free speech? That they're going to just shut down debate. That should be what concerns everybody. That should be that should be concerning to every person because it might not be a topic that you agree with today, and you'd be like, "Fine, shut down that person's free speech. I don't care. I don't agree with them anyway." But wait until it is a topic that you care about. But wait until if- it's something you care about, and they want to come for what you believe in, and they don't want to let you have a voice. Then, then see how you feel about how great this is that we have billionaires and multinational giant tech corporations and people who obviously profit off this system, like this guy, going around talking about shutting down people's right to speak. And even if it was 5 million websites instead of 500, why are they so interested in bearing the voice of the people? And why can't they respond to the merits of the conversation, but instead have to respond by shutting down entire platforms and trying to delegitimize people's voices and take away their actual voice and their ability to be heard? If they can win the debate so easily on the scientific merits, why are they responding this way? Yeah, that's it. And the anti-vaccine lobby uses terms like personal liberties and medical freedom. Well, where are the personal liberties of this parent now who's terrified to take her in? When you say anti-vaccine lobby. For families who have children with autism are set to announce the results of a major investigation tomorrow. The group saying the federal government has paid out multi-million dollar settlements to dozens of families whose kids suffered brain damage after receiving vaccines. 
Dr. Sarah Bridges is one of those parents. Dr. Bridges, thanks so much for coming in. We know that you have this groundbreaking announcement to make with dozens of other parents tomorrow. And basically it is that you accepted payment from the government after your child got developed autism following childhood vaccines. Regardless of what vaccine developers and forced vaccination proponents like Dr. Hotez choose to do, the National Vaccine Information Center will continue to publish well-referenced information on NVIC.org, anchored with links to the CDC, FDA, NIH, National Academy of Sciences, vaccine manufacturer package inserts, articles published in the medical literature, state vaccine laws, and other information resources to assist those making educated decisions about vaccination for themselves and their minor children. We will continue to provide a forum for Americans to testify about their personal experiences with vaccination, and we will continue to defend the legal right to exercise freedom of thought, speech, conscience, religious belief, and informed consent, all of which have been recognized internationally as human rights. People that are, um, that are steadfast in their uh, resistance to vaccines, they, they also believe in a lot of other questionable things. Mm -hmm. It seems like these things get lumped into these groups of things that they don't trust the government about. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's part. I think that's probably true. Yeah, uh, that's which, what sucks about which, having which was, government. Which was so we need to do those cost benefit analyses on every vaccine. So why? And this is a final question, but why has the point that you're making that doesn't seem crazy? been so discredited. I'm called anti-vax all the time because the pharmaceutical industry is so powerful, both with the media. They give $5.4 billion a year to the media. And they really have been able to control the debate and silence people like me. And I'm very grateful to you for having the courage to allow me on this show and talk and say, this is the second show in 10 years that's allowed me to talk about this, the other one being Bill Maher, which doesn't take advertising. I just think it's interesting. And above all, I think you ought to be allowed to ask legitimate questions without being attacked. Because I think that's the basis of democracy. I mean, we, we ought to be having a responsible debate. Okay, I think that was a pretty important um, podcast that they did, and I hope I'll put a link up on the IDH program links page on the Anti-Corruption Society website. If you click on the IDH program links, it, you'll see the name of the program for tonight and the date, and I will put up a link to that YouTube uh, so that people can watch it for themselves. I thought it was quite interesting. I made some notes, though. There were some things there said that I think we ought to take a little special attention to. One is there was an accusation that the people who are, quote, anti-vax uh, are part of a bigger picture of those who mistrust the medical establishment. And I am firmly in that group. However... I am not alone in that group. More and more information keeps coming out 
to validate that mistrust. And just this month, it it really was a vindication because I've been talking about hospitals and cardiologists and medications and all kinds of things um, over the past two years, really, and done a lot of research on medications, found a lot of problems uh, that aren't being told to the patients on heart medications, on statins. We did a show on statins. Uh, We've talked a little bit about anticoagulation therapy. And um, just this month, An article was posted on Health News from NPR, and the title of the article is Many Guidelines for Heart Care Rely on Weak Evidence. And this came out March 15th on NPR. I'm going to read you a part of it. It is pure vindication for all of those who have a mistrust of the medical establishment, and they themselves are now admitting that they are standing on a weak, weak basis when they when they order treatments and they uh, even order tests. Their their ground that they're standing on is is really quite weak. So I'm going to read a little bit of this article. Um, Doctors turn to professional guidelines to help them identify the latest thinking on appropriate medical treatments. But a study out Friday finds that in the realm of heart disease, most of those guidelines are not based on the highest level of evidence. A paper in the Journal of American Medical Association that was released online ahead of print finds that less than 10% of cardiovascular guidelines are based on the most carefully conducted scientific studies known as randomized controlled trials. A lot of the rest are based on much weaker evidence. Ronaldo Lopez, a cardiologist at Duke University, and his colleagues decided to dig into the guidelines <coughs> excuse me, from the American College of Cardiology and the American Heart Association. The scientists also reviewed the European Society of Cardiology guidelines and found a similar pattern. Colleagues who had done a similar analysis a decade ago came up with a surprising and disappointing observation. Only 12.5% of these guidelines are based on the highest level of evidence. That study created a lot of buzz, as you can imagine, because the numbers were not what everybody was expecting, Lopez says. The community of heart disease research Researchers resolved to address these important knowledge gaps. Ten years later, Lopez and his colleagues decided to see if there had been any progress. If anything, the situation has gotten slightly worse. The new study concludes that only 8.5% of the guidelines are backed up by randomized controlled trials in which people getting a treatment are compared with a similar group that isn't. Uh, it goes on and on um, to explain how important that JAMA study really is. People, that's just that's just a drop in the bucket of what the medical establishment is up to, and I've seen it up close and personal. We've got medications. Dr. Peter Gocha, the founder of the Cochrane Collaboration, wrote a book called uh, 
deadly medicines. Um, we've got a list of insiders, of truly wonderful physicians and researchers on the Anti-Corruption Society website. If you look at the top tabs, you can click on Big Pharma Exposed. And when you go down and see how many insiders are exposing the tragedy, the travesty, travesty that medicine has become, it is somewhat heartbreaking, but it is absolutely important that we question all their treatments, all their tests, none of it can be trusted, and very little of it anymore is based on real evidence. All Since Big Pharma started doing their own research um, in the 90s or paying companies to do their own research, things have just gone to, to heck, you know. And that is why Dr. David Lewis wrote his book called Science for Sale. So, yes, you should have a mistrust of the scientific community. Read the book Science for Sale, and you will be down here with the rest of us saying, oh, my gosh, you can't trust any of it. Incidentally, James Corbett did a wonderful podcast on this very topic that I may do on a, you know, include in a, in a future show. But back to this, this Dr. Hotez, I guess is his name. Um, I noticed that he said he, he's comparing the anti-vaxxers that, uh, because they're denying vaccinations with Holocaust denial. Okay. People take note of that. Whenever anybody puts into the, the conversation, the term, Holocaust denial. They are from a specific group. And that specific group is determined to keep that concept alive and well. And so they will interject that phrase into all kinds of debates. It was totally inappropriate to put that phrase in a discussion on vaccines in 2019 when that event supposedly took place in 1945. But yet, there it is. So when you hear someone use the term Holocaust denial, realize that whoever speaking is most likely not telling the truth and be very, very skeptical. Um, and, and this hate groups. I mean, who hates who? Hate groups, you mean people who are concerned about the dangers of vaccines? Who do we hate? I mean... We hate our family and we hate our children. I mean, is that insane? How can anybody say, say that people concerned about vaccines and the harm, the potential harm they may cause is part of a hate group? Unless, ooh, maybe they could say we're part of a group that hates Big Pharma. Now, that might be accurate. That might be accurate because Big Pharma has run amok for the whole last century, to be honest with you. And if you if you go to that website again, you go to my website, you click on Big Pharma Exposed, scroll down and you will see a link to a wonderful article that was written exposing the Rockefeller takeover of medicine through his big pharmacy uh, agenda. And that took place in the early 1900s. So we have a right to hate Big Pharma, okay? We absolutely do. Big Pharma has done its best to shut down all natural medicine, all natural paths, all homeopaths, the things that really work, okay? Big Pharma has done their best to 
obstruct our ability to obtain the information and or the treatment. So I think it's important that we become aware that the battle is heating up. And I have mentioned it on this show before, and I'll mention it again. On my sister website, parentsagainstmandatoryvaccines.net, there is a guide, um, Overcoming Vaccine Mania. If you go to the website and you look at the top, you will see one of the tabs says Overcoming Vaccine Mania. I just finished updating it. And tragically, the reason I had to update it is that there was an organization started by Sherry Tenpenny and a group of other physicians um, and researchers, and the group was called the International Medical Council on Vaccination. They established this group. They had a website. They posted articles. They had a logo. They have been around for a number of years. I included them in my overcoming a vaccine mania guide. I have referred to them on my website. Um, I kind of relied on them. The doctors involved and the researchers involved were darn reliable and they were putting up really good information. Suzanne Humphreys being one of them, of course, Sherry Tenpenny. And I think Dr. Mayor Eisenstein, when he was still alive, was a part of that. Um, here's the tragedy. There was an internal debate between the webmaster and the physicians and others, probably. Um, they wanted to have more access to input information on the website. The webmaster denied them access, and it got into kind of a heated um, discussion. Um, it, was, it was a conflict, open-out conflict, and the webmaster decided then not to renew the website, the domain name, but let it expire. And when he did that, the physicians couldn't get in, nobody could get in, because once the website domain name expired, it was taken over, including the logo, by pro-vaccination promoters. If you go there, you will see, tragically, the International Medical Council on Vaccination, and underneath the title of the group and the website, it stated it was critical thinking for a critical dilemma. That is no longer a reliable source of information. It is now taken over by the enemy, and don't refer people to it. I had to spend quite a bit of time redoing the overcoming a vaccine mania guide, which I completed today. So it is titled Overcoming Vaccine Mania 2019 Guide. If you have the 2018, trash it, because I had to go through it and remove that organization, which is really sad. It's really sad. They had some good momentum, and it's really sad that their internal conflicts cost them their website um, it's sad from my point of view because I had referred to them in many articles on my website and I'm going to have to try to, to go back because obviously if you refer anyone to that organization now as you're warning people about the dangers of vaccines they're going to go there 
and be filled with all kinds of propaganda pushing vaccines. So I just wanted to let people know that that sad situation occurred recently, and I thank Ingrid Castle, who used to be a co-host on this show, for informing me of that. Um, Melissa Dykes stated in her podcast, which I think is fabulous, but she stated that all scientific articles are behind paywalls, and I have not found that to be true. Some are, but a lot are not. So don't give up on that yet. You know, apparently the ones that she was looking for were behind paywalls. The ones I've been looking for were not. It's possible in the future they will all be, especially as the public starts to become more and more aware that um, the medical establishment is not functioning with the highest level of standards at all and hasn't been for many, many years. In fact, um, Dr. Marsha Angel, who wrote her book in 2005, uh, The Truth About the Drug Companies, that was back in 2005. And here's what she said. Again, we're talking a long time ago. She exposed this. Uh, I'm going clicking on this to get that quote exactly. I want to get her quote exactly because she talked about the guidelines, 2005, in her book and warned everyone. And yet, I spoke with a physician just last week and they're not aware of this. They're not aware there's anything wrong with their guidelines. They have faith in their guidelines. Um, hold on. My computer is taking a while to load. Slow, slow, slow. That's why I'm getting a new computer in the near future. Uh Scrolling down. Uh, okay. Mar- Dr. Marsha Angel was the editor for many years of the New England Journal of Medicine. And this is what she put in her book. In fact, I think it's on the back cover. It is simply no longer possible to believe much of the clinical research that is published or to rely on the judgment of trusted physicians or authoritative medical guidelines. I take no pleasure in this conclusion, which I reach slowly and reluctantly over my two decades as an editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, unquote. So when this guy said that Oh, the anti-vaxxers are a part of the community that, that has a mistrust of the medical establishment. Well, if you don't have a mistrust of the medical establishment, then you haven't read Dr. Angel's book. You haven't read uh, Dr. Peter Goetsch's book. You haven't read uh, Dr. David Lewis' Science for Sale and more. There's a whole lot more on my website for Big Pharma Exposed. There are wonderful insiders who have been screaming about this for more than a decade, probably more than three decades. I mean, I I could probably locate more evidence that they were even screaming about it back in 1930 or 1940 or 1960. 
But right now, we have lots of opportunity to educate ourselves before they take all this down. I have not seen any threat to my website, parentsagainstmandatoryvaccines.net, yet. But um, it could be in the, in the future that they take that down. They've taken other WordPress sites down. I know people have complained about that. So I would recommend that you go to the uh, parentsagainstmandatoryvaccines.net site and download the Overcoming Vaccine Mania Guide so that you have it if you need it, if you want to use it, if you want to share it. It is unique. It is no, There's nothing on the Internet that is even close to it because what it's done is we take an understanding of the legal system that an awful lot of researchers are aware of. The tragedy for me was discovering that all these researchers aware of the travesty of our legal system are out there worrying about how to get out of parking tickets. And none of them seem to have moved into the realm of what do we do about these, these statutes where they're trying to mandate we do certain things. Well, they're worried about the statutes that mandate they pay their parking tickets, and I'm worried about the ones that mandate we vaccinate our children. Stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. aroutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. 
I know I've got you excited. So take a breath, head to aroutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at aroutfitting.com. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. And my name is Al Whitney. And um, before we went to break, I was talking about the guide that's on the Parents Against Mandatory Vaccines.net website. This guide is unique. One of the reasons it's unique is a group of people got together who don't have a 5013C, who have no reason to protect the CDC, take no money from foundations, are not concerned about a loss of money by telling the truth. So we. Um, we took a, a poke at both Big Pharma uh, as thoroughly as we could, and we exposed the CDC, which some of the 5013C organizations won't do. They're afraid. They have a tax-exempt status, and they're afraid of the IRS, as well they should be. I know one, one um, website that was promoting the truth about vaccines, and that one was out of Ohio, and when she got pretty successful, the IRS came after her and audited her and made her life just hell. So if you go to the Parents Against Mandatory Vaccines, you're going to get information that is not censored. We try to, to put out nothing but facts, nothing but the truth. And, you know, until they take us down, we're not afraid of, of the IRS because we don't get any favors. We don't take any money. We're all volunteers, and we put forth our time because we care about the future of people. We care about the future of our children. And to us, that is an obligation that all of us should attempt to partake in on some level. Granted, not everybody has the time, but on some level, it's an obligation for all of us to protect our own species and our own offspring. They are entitled to a future, and it's looking pretty grim right now. Well, in the um, guide that I've been referring to, we also, the part one is talking about the vaccination agenda. Some of that information you're going to find elsewhere. Some of it you won't. 
it's all been compiled into one guide. Um, and the second part, part two, is about vaccination mandates and opt-outs. And we talk about vaccination exemptions. And we talk about the legal system, parents, patriae, etc. So, people, you might want to grab that before they take the website down. Uh, I don't have the kind of traffic that the National Vaccine Information Center, which has been around, I think, since 1985, I don't have that kind of traffic. So it might be a while before they get to me. I have a feeling that they are taking out the ones with the highest traffic. They use these algorithms, and uh, I don't think they're going to take out every person on the Internet, but you never know. They could. So we have a caller. Uh, and I am taking calls now. We do have a little bit of time left. The number is 800-313-9443. 800-313-9443. And we have Lark from Texas. Good evening, Lark. Oh, good evening, Al. How are you? Okay. Well, I would have to echo uh, your thoughts about your website. I think it's a, I think it's a treasure trove. It's very, very helpful. Has been ever since I discovered it. What I wanted Thank to bring you. up in conjunction... Well, yeah, my pleasure. Uh, what I wanted to bring up today for you and your listeners is uh, perhaps something I've brought up before, but I think it bears worth bears repeating. And, uh, you know, we have a whole plethora of people that call themselves scientists today. It's just unbelievable. The social sciences has actually taken over in terms of the number of uh, chaired professorships, the hard sciences in the university system today. And I read this from uh, Robin Eubanks recently, you know, who, who uh, provided the sources. But what I want to say is that we've got these two things called scientism and humanism. At the oh, center of which is... Wait, wait, wait. I think that's... I, I, I don't want to go so fast past what you just said. That was really important, what you just said. <laughs> oh, I think so. I hope yeah, people I will mean, write it down. I, yeah, they should write it down. And I'll tell you what. Can I tell you really quick how it, it landed in my world? I was in a discussion group kind of challenging um, climate change, right? And I mentioned yeah. that that petition. Remember that petition of how many scientists that signed it? Oh, God. 200, Do you 250. 250. Yeah. What's it called? The uh, I don't know. But it's, I mean, the, the science is clearly not... Right, uh, right. Clear, clear. Okay, so I brought that up, that petition, and I'll have to look up the name of it, but in, in a little discussion group, and someone came back and said, well, I, I put your information, I posted it to an OSU professor, right? Okay. So she came back and typed his response. I asked what, what was his field, and she, exactly what you said, Lark, social sciences. Well, and I, of course, the reason I called, of course, is because the word bioethics and the word utilitarianism was mentioned in uh, Aaron and Melissa's uh, discussion, yes. or parts of which they, they included in their podcast. But uh, here's the thing. Uh, between scientism and humanism, I would urge the readers or the listeners to just look these things up so they get a read, because I'm going to make a solid point here. 
in between is the current darling of the bioethicist, which is another ism, I'm hard, sorry to say, and that is probabilism. Probabilism suggests that in the absence of certainty, probability will do. Now, these scientists today are not so much uh, taken with the scientific method, you know, which begins with the hypothesis or hypothesis, and then it, there's a deductive logic employed, there's scientific uh, experiments, and when you have replicable uh, outcomes or solutions, then you can say, well, this is probably pretty good science, at least for what we've provided as the metrics or the parameters right. uh, within the discussion. But uh, it's very important to realize that bioethicists today are not just consulted in the field of medicine but also in just about every field of human endeavor, especially the law, because, uh, I mean, here's an example. You know, we, you know, hate speech was, I think, mentioned uh, in the course of your presentation tonight. Right. But uh, what, what the listeners need to be aware of is how they're going to bend the language. Uh, you know, remember, they, tr they, they intend to come up with some kind of a plausible justification or argument for why they implement policy in a surveillance police state, which we live in. And so when we talk about hate speech, I would recommend that they look up something called CORE VALUES, all caps, CORE, C-O-R-E, VALUES. And then look at this thing called, it's, they, they mention an epidemiological debate or discussion. Okay, to justify hate speech legislation. And that word is epidemiology. If you look it up, what is epidemiology? Here's what it will say. Epidemiology is the method used to find the causes of health outcomes and diseases in populations. In epidemiology, the patient is the community and individuals are viewed collectively. And that's why it's important to link this word to this word utilitarianism, because that is the belief that the, the, the policy which produces the greatest amount of happiness for the greatest number of people, meaning that it is deemed most utile or useful in this instance, is the correct policy. Never mind the, the facts, never mind anything else. And who is deciding what is a happy population and what is not? See what I'm saying? Well, when it comes to health, what I've noticed, it's kind of what you're saying exactly. But when they put everything in computers, they, they, they do it by the numbers. They take all the patients with kidney disease with such and such and such and such. Then they go in and they, they have all, all of these numbers in their database. So then they try to make a blanket statement. This is how we're going to treat this based on the numbers. The most, um, they're adding all different symptoms, they're adding all different medications, they're add, jumbling it all up, trying to come up with a one-size-fits-all. And I know you know this, right? One-size-fits-all. That's cheapest, that's most expedient, it's easiest for doctors to learn. The problem with the one-size-fits-all medicine is it's probably incorrect 95 or more percent of the time because patients are not 
one size fits all. Instead, they are unique. Each and every one is different in a different set of circumstances. So the one size fits all is is absolutely tragic. It causes more harm than good. That's what I've noticed. What do you think? Well, I I, I know so. I mean, I, I have been, uh, oh, since I was at least 14 years old, I've been very wary of the medical and the legal professions in particular in this country. Yes. And I haven't always had uh, good experiences with these industries, like most people. But right. uh, I promise you, you're going to see this word bioethics show up more and more. And let's bear in mind, uh, as it regards this thing called uh, control and censorship on the Internet, these people are very big on algorithmic formulations. Yes. And uh, the people that are particularly interested in algorithmic for- formulations are people like the psychometricians. These are the people that are well, were totally enamored with Norbert Wiener's work on cybernetics post-World War II. And yeah. so if you look up if you look up cybernetics on the internet and just read what these people believed and then look under related issues or related topics you're going to see psychometrics is a very big deal and these are the people that are essentially marketers that's what they do they manipulate the language and so as to control the debate and if you're a multi-billion dollar multinational corporation and their mouthpieces, and you've got tons of revenue dollars at stake, you're going to do whatever it takes to make the science whatever damn well you think it is. Right. Absolutely. You can buy science. Uh-huh. Yep, they're bought and paid for. That's what these people are, and they should be shunned. They should be mocked, and that's just the way it is. And I oftentimes think, you know, unlike this uh, uh, this weasel, you know, down here in Texas, I would love to debate that bastard and just oh. about really a lot of these people. Yes. And, and yes, I totally agree. You know, it is, it is outrageous. And just to prove your point, which I don't have to prove because you did a good job, but I, I've read this before. I'm going to read it again. This is a consent to medical care and treatment that you must sign to be seen, have a test, be an inpatient or an outpatient of this huge medical complex in central Ohio. This is what you have to agree to. Okay? I consent to all medical and surgical care, examinations and tests, which are determined to be necessary for me while I'm a patient. I understand the practice of medicine and surgery is not an exact science and that medical treatment may involve risks, injuries, or even death. I acknowledge that no guarantees have been made to me as a result of any treatment procedure or examinations to be formed on me while I am a patient. You know, Al, if these people, uh, you know, I actually fear for these people, you know, sometimes because, you know, I, I still encounter people in places like Texas, in the rural areas. I'm telling you, if you harm one of their kids, they don't give a damn what the law is. It's going to be like, gentlemen, let's wrestle us up a posse and let's go get her done. And yeah. that's what we called frontier justice back in the day. And these people really are going to, you know, they're going to have targets on their heads if they're not careful because they are, I mean, they have been conscripted to evil. There's no question in my mind and probably most of the listeners' minds 
But, uh, you know, by the way, what is that gentleman's name again? I want to look him up. This uh, this weasel down in Texas, the nonprofit guy. Oh, you know what? I was afraid you asked. You're gonna, I'm sorry. You're going to have to go to. I'll put a link, but you can find it as well. You're pretty good on the Internet. You're going to have to go to their um, their YouTube that they did. And the name of the YouTube, you can type it in into the search engine, is Free Speech and Shutting Down the Vaccine Debate. They bring that up, and they show his picture and his name, and I don't recall it. it, it and a bioethicist wrote the forward to his book. Isn't that right? Yes. <laughs> it, yes. And it, it's so true. Some of you know Deborah Tavares. Deborah Tavares is and was for a long time involved in the smart meter movement. Apparently, they made a splash out there in California because they were probably one of the first, and they really did upset the apple cart, okay? I mean, they pushed the button, which is wonderful. In response, there was a, and she has that on her website, and again, I can't remember the name, but there was a group, a university group, that was hired to combat the smart meter pushback by the people. And guess what this group was? Sociologists. And all, all they had to say is let's manage the discussion. There was never any talk about how we, how we should make it safer or is there any legitimacy to the, everybody's concern. No, no. They hired these sociologists to manage the de- debate. They do not want a debate on the science. Don't you agree, Lark? They do not want a public debate on the science. Oh, yeah. Well, see, when you live in a socialist society, sociologists are big time. I mean, just go to the American Sociological Association and look at the list of the people who were presidents of the American Sociological Association. Also, look, take a look at the American Planning Association. I mean, sociologists, attorneys, doctors drug company big shots i mean these people are some of the biggest damn criminals around yes and they're 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 involved in perception management they want to do what they want to do and they want to they want to put across the impression that the public wants these things so they lie to the public in in an effort to get our support for much of what is absolutely detrimental to our health and our well-being and our happiness, right? Yep. You want to hear something funny, Al? Yeah. I We're running out of time, so stay quick. I, I was taking a bath earlier, and I was thinking about that word billionaire, and I was thinking about all the people I've known or known about named Bill. And I was thinking about boycotting, except for the wonderful people that call into RBN named Bill. Anybody named Bill, William Avery Rockefeller, William Jefferson Clinton, William Bennett, William Crystal, William ah. F. Buckley. That goes on and on. I'm going to boycott all bills and billionaires. What do you think? Good idea. Okay, thanks. Stay tuned <laughs> for our imaging prayer we do every Saturday night, and we'll be back next week. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. 
Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family. Because you can handle the truth. Extend your life with Extendovite. When your doctor tells you you have bad cholesterol or blockages in the arteries... What do you do? When diet and exercise is not enough, we try medications and hope for the best. For the last two decades, I have been telling people about a natural method to help solve these problems and more. Extendivite can help maintain cardiovascular health and lower blood lipid levels in adults. The seven herbs in Extendivite are known to work together synergistically to get the results we hope for. There are many testimonials on Extendivite's effect on circulatory-related ailments. Get Extendivite today to start your journey back to a healthier life. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or see us on amazon.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. We'd like to end tonight's show by reaching up to a higher power, whatever that might mean to you, to assist us in creating the future we all want. Close your eyes as you listen to this beautiful song by Inca Gold called Shout to the Lord. An image families and children enjoying Earth's healthy meadows, forests, oceans, and mountains in perpetuity. Image them laughing, singing, and dancing. Visualize humanity thriving, free from want or fear. Picture the peaceful world we all deserve. Let's joyfully create our future together.
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.